Daniel Eck, the founder of Spotify, was on the Invest Like the Best podcast. Here's 11 things that uh, I took note of while I was listening to the podcast. Number one, he was saying, it's so hard for people to comprehend what exponential growth looks like. It is hard to see around the corners, to know what issues you will run into when your business is three times the size it is today. It was one of the most important management lessons I've learned. I realized I had to think differently on how I build my company based on how fast we are growing. Number two, he says, if we are trying to keep, if we are going to keep trying to grow by billions of dollars a year, we need a culture of experimentation. A culture where taking risks with a lot of failures is okay. You have to do that if you want to experience that kind of growth. Number three, the combination of globalization, digitalization, and automation creates an extreme polarization in business. The big get a lot bigger, and niches are now v- large enough to be viable. The middle gets evaporated. You need to go for a profitable niche or go for scale. Uh, the note I left myself was Daniel's echoing one of my favorite Jeff Bezos quotes I think about all the time where he said, you know, probably a decade ago, he said, on, this is Jeff speaking now, he says, on the internet, companies are scale businesses characterized by high fixed costs and relatively low variable costs. So you can be two sizes. You could be big or you can be small. It is very hard to be medium. I think a lot of people haven't figured that out yet. Number four. And to the degree, I actually agree with what Daniel's saying, that um, he calls it, what, the extreme polarization? I think that trend is only going to continue. You're going to see even larger companies and even smaller. Um, I'm extremely interested in, in the, the small end of that spectrum. Like, what does it look like? Like, how big can a one-person company get or a three-people company get or a five-person company get? Because I think the, the, the smaller the organization, uh, if my goal here is to help increase the rate at which Uh, We see new business creation. Um, Right now, I've said over and over again that in the United States, we're at a 40% low. Like, it's the exact opposite of what should be happening. We're having fewer and fewer of entrepreneurs when I think we need more and more. I think it's a lot easier for somebody to run a business if they have to manage maybe one person, two people. It's a lot harder to to, to run a business at the size that Daniel's is compared to, like, a small coffee shop or the the internet equivalent of that, if you will. So I think uh, where most of the innovation and the new stuff will happen will be in these smaller companies because you're going to have people that don't even think about themselves as entrepreneurs just realizing, hey, I can, I can be in control of how I make my money and, and how I spend my time. And I think that's extremely, extremely interesting. All right, uh, number four. At Spotify, we, we, we don't think the job to be done is different at all between podcasts and music. It is all audio. Everyone else in the space thinks podcasting is something different. So he uses this term over and over again in this podcast, jobs to be done, jobs to be done. Uh, It's fairly common in case you don't know what it is. It's just a way of thinking of why the customer actually is using or buying your product. And usually it's different than you you think. So uh, I think it was Clay Christensen is a person that popularized the term. Uh, he, he's got a uh, video on, on um, YouTube, if you ever want to watch it, that he, he realized he was doing work for some kind of fast food company. I can't remember what it was. And for some reason, they were selling a, a, an unbelievably large amount of milkshakes first thing in the morning, which is kind of weird. Like, who the hell is drinking milkshakes at 7 in the morning or 8 in the mil- morning? And what he realized was the jobs to be done for the milkshake was somebody just wanted some, something soothing as they were commuting to work. And so the milkshake was almost like... Uh, he didn't use this word, but the way I interpreted it was like a, a pe- when you give a baby a pacifier, but the adult version of that. So he's going to say that over and over again. So uh, let me just re- repeat that, given that in mind. At Spotify, we don't think the job to be done is different at all between podcasts and music. It's all audio. Everyone else in the space thinks everyone else in the space thinks podcasting is something different. So that's the differentiation he's, he's saying about the strategy that Spotify is using today. Number five, we believe the market we are going after is audio. Notice he said audio, not music. Right? Most people think Spotify is music. 
He said there's going to be two to three billion people that want to consume audio on a daily or weekly basis. Number six, if we're going to win that market, meaning the audio market, we would need at least a third of the market. So we probably have to grow 10 to 15 X from where we are today. We are still in the very early days of our journey. Again, that's another echo from Jeff Bezos where he says it's all at Amazon. It's always day one. Um, I actually am in the middle of this two part series on Enzo Ferrari. And that's something that's coming up in both the books that I'm, I'm reading. One I've read and one I'm in the process of still reading. Um, that he doesn't, he's like, Ferrari started, he's like, give me an example of this. He never like thought about past races or past sales or past anything. So he's asked like, what do you think about all the success you've had in the last five years? And he's like, I, I haven't had any success in the last five, five years. Ferrari was created today. Meaning he just doesn't care. He just uses one accomplishment as, a, as like a, a stepping stone onto the next. Um, number seven, the, the idea of, uh, if you're building apps, like, should you do, should you make a star versus a constellation? And this is, should you break up your app into multiple apps or keep everything in one main app? There was a lot of excitement about breaking things up into multiple apps. The reality is we have seen very few examples where this has been, this has worked. He also talked about, uh, there's like macroeconomic macro trends, excuse me, that, that you have to consider. Like, you know, people are installing new apps at a much less slower pace than they used to. So he says, we debated a lot of Spotify. Uh, you want to break break it up, meaning the apps, when the job to be done is materially different because he doesn't feel that the job between me- listening to music and listening to other forms of audio is materially different. That's why you see the pod- they don't Spotify doesn't have a separate podcast app. He's choosing the constellation as a uh, route. Number eight, in music, we do not believe being our own label is a viable strategy. It is not for the reason most people think, which is that which is uh, we would be competing with our suppliers. The primary reason we are not doing it is because it doesn't make sense for the artist. Remember, he's he's talking about in music. He says the vast majority of a music artist's income is from touring. If that is your business, and you want to, then what you want to do is spread your music as wide as possible. In that case, being exclusive to Spotify wouldn't make a lot of sense, now would it? Number nine, you guys can compare that, but in podcasting, it's different. In podcasting, it does make sense. Uh, the, va- the value of having it exclusive, so what they do is uh, he'll go and say, um, hey, you, if you move, he wants like, uh, the music podcasts, like uh, dissect or Joe Budden podcasts, like they're exclusive to Spotify. And he's the reason they're doing that and why he wouldn't encourage musical artists, uh, to be exclusive to Spotify is because the business model is completely different in podcasting compared to music, right? He says in podcasting, it does make sense. The value of having an exclusive to our platform may attract new customers to the platform and we will put more marketing behind the show to make it bigger. So if you really liked the dissect podcast, which I think is fantastic, well, once they move over Spotify, you might you don't have to pay for Spotify. You could just download the app and still get the but you have to listen to it on Spotify. So he's like, this is getting us new customers, which we want. And on the other side, for the creators of the audio content, this is their business. This is what they are doing. They are happy to give up some reach to maximize the monetization so they can live off their own art. You obviously see that with the things I'm doing. There's a reason why I charge for the podcast I do. One, I think the, the information I'm providing is extremely, extremely valuable because you can apply it to your work and you can have one good idea that you find for my podcast that can make you, over the course of your lifetime, maybe hundreds of thousands, not millions of dollars. So that makes perfect sense. Um, and I'm not touring. Like there is no, I'm not going to go, I, I, at least I hope I don't, who knows in the future, but like I, I don't... Th- the there is a completely different model when you when you think about that where like if you want to make it big as a musician you might need hun, you know hundreds of thousands millions of people to listen to you 
but small podcasts or small app or anything else, like you have a couple thousand people that really love what you do and you're fine. Like it's a completely different approach. And what I particularly liked about what Daniel was saying here is that even if the, the job to be done by both, um, like his decision, his, his idea, which I think is right, the job to be done by audio is the same. He has to take into the account his suppliers, which in case in this case is a mu- musical artist, or his podcasters, and realize that he needs to align the incentives within those two very separate groups, which again it shows that he's thought a lot about this. Um, the key thing is number ten. The key, oh, I guess he's gonna. I just tripped over my own point here. Uh, the key thing I'm trying to convey is to think very clearly about who it is you are addressing. Don't get too big early. Be completely focused on who your customer is. It served us incredibly well. And finally, number 11, I feel the journey of your company needs to be on the verge of uncomfortable because otherwise you're probably not pushing yourself hard enough. 